Once upon a time, now? there was a small sheep called Percy. The next day, Percy was a boy, and the day after that, Percy was a demigod. This has been a quick life for Percy, the sheep, that's now a demigod. Percy's dad's family was a mess. And it got Percy into all sorts of trouble. What is this? One day, Percy was just minding his business, trying to save some kids at school, when a manticore turned up and threw his friend off a cliff. Um, this isn't exactly what happened. Then, Percy went to save her. Right. Should you do the podcast? I am. Hello, and welcome back to Percy and Beyond a Bookish Odyssey, our book club podcast in which we are venturing through the Percy Jackson series. I'm Will, and I've never read Percy Jackson before. And I'm Beth, and I have. And we're on The Titan's Curse. Yep, we're reading chapters 11, 12, and 13 this week. Book three. I'm loving it. You're loving it? This is your favourite book, you said. Yeah, I think it is. Uh... I really like it. It's where things start picking up. We get some new characters. It's just in the introduction of my favourite character, so it's just a good time. It's interesting. Like we're, we're, We're getting through it now we, we're most of the way through this book even though there's seven chapters left mm. you know the last chapter 13 is like the longest chapter in the whole book mm-hmm. for me i think it's still sea of monsters at the moment but maybe yeah. something interesting will happen well sea of monsters is, is very very good you know it's it's strong it's just this and this is fun it's it just still feels a bit directionless but we, i think we will maybe that will come together once i've read the rest of it but. this one might also be my favorite because of the like sentimentality i have about some of the characters mm. and like having read all of them including heroes of olympus and like looking back on this one i sort of feel very attached to it but i'm not sure okay. that it's for reasons that like a standalone story is great i think it might just be because of it's the beginning of a yeah. lot of things we never know though it's still a bit to go so mm-hmm. we'll come together so what chapters will we be reading this week 11 12 and 13 cool what's chapter 11 called chapter 11 is called grover gets a lamborghini and my summary is Bianca saves the gang from a helicopter with some confusing memories. Percy and Thalia have deep car chats about their crushes. Fred the God pops along to give them advice. And Percy dreams about the origin story of Anaclismus. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. A little bit of lore development. We'll like get there. That. So should I... I've got some notes. Go for it. I've got quite a lot of notes in this chapter. And yeah, then so I think have I. I started being more reasonable, but then the chapter's got <laughs> longer. Yeah. So I think I still ended up with more notes going on. But anyway, we start off hearing that a helicopter is tailing the gang. Yes? Correct. <laughs> and also that Zoe seems to have a bit of a bee in her bonnet about mortals. Yeah, she says She's... something like, it's distasteful, but many mortals will fight for any cause as long as they're paid. Yeah. Strange, because she, I guess... Is this where Percy calls her out and says it seems to like you have a thing against humans? Or is that later? Um, Maybe later. I think it's later. It's just funny because she's still... Anyway. Bianca gets them to turn into a parking lot where they abandon the van. Yeah. And then they get a train out of the city and the helicopter doesn't follow them. So yeah. they manage to lose the tail. Did you like this sort of high-speed chase bit? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I think it's interesting when Bianca says that she... Um remembers the subway station because it was new mm. when she came through last year. Well, she says it was new. She says it wasn't there when they used to live in DC. Yeah. But then Grover points out that the station looks really old. Yeah. So I was like, Weird. huh, what's going on here? And Bianca 
yes, literally says there was no subway at all when they lived there, and yeah. everyone is confused by that because they all just start looking at each other like, "What?" The subway system is not that new. And Zoe starts to ask a question, but then they hear the helicopter again. Classic. Percy interrupts. Saved by the chopper. Rick Riordan writing yep. trick there, where little teaser and then an interruption. That's life. He tells them to change trains because yeah, he sees the helicopter again, which they do, and then they get off in like a snowy industrial place. A homeless guy with a trash can fire gets them to come over and warm up. And mm-hmm. They don't really complain because it's cold. Yep. Bianca then suggests contacting camp. Zoe says no. They have to finish the quest themselves. Yeah. Mm. Homeless man says, you're never completely without friends. Yeah. And then a, a freight train appears that's heading west. And it's called the Sun like, West Line. That's convenient. And then one of the characters says, that's convenient. <laughs> Thalia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the homeless man is gone. Who was it? Well, I put... He's a god or something, right? Like, immediately. Uh, as soon as there's, like, a weird homeless man by a fire being like, come and talk to me, children. I yeah. was like, this is obviously some magic Who? creature. Well, we find out shortly. Oh. They're all in their own cars on the train, which is nice. Well, literally in their own cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, are, there are cars on the it's train. <laughs> they're in the cars. And Percy's in with Thalia. And they discuss the monster that they're looking for. Percy tells her that the general said she'd attract it. Yeah. And she's a bit like, what? Yeah. And he asks why half-bloods can't live in San Francisco, which is something that Annabeth said. Yes. Thalia says it's because the mist is really thick there. I thought this was interesting. Uh, because it's so near to the Mountain of Despair, Ooh. which is like Titan magic. Yeah. And monsters are really attracted to the area. So what is this? <laughs> well, we don't know, do we? No. Because Percy asks and then Thalia does like, yeah. I've given you enough exposition. Yeah, Thalia's just... She's difficult as usual. She's like, ask Zoe about the mountain. Zoe knows all about it. You should ask Zoe. Thalia's bitter about Zoe. Percy ponders how Thalia and Zoe are so different and so similar. Mm. He's like, these girls, what are they like? (laughs) (laughs) Percy guesses the hunters tried to recruit her, Thalia. Yeah, and he's right. He's right. She says, Luke, Annabeth and her ran into them and Zoe almost convinced her to join. But then Thalia would have had to leave Luke. Oh. This gets yes. interesting. Oh, Zoe said she'd regret it and that Luke would let her down someday. And Percy's like, oh, it must be hard to admit Zoe was right. Yeah. Oh, wrong thing to oh, say, Percy. He can't help himself. <laughs> she wasn't right. Luke never let me down. Never. And then I, I've got the, like, worried eyes emoji. Yeah. Because yeah. this, given, then... given what we know... Mm. It's not maybe the best sign about where Thalia's allegiances are yeah. kind of hanging and about the prophecy yeah. and a little worrying, shall we well, say. Percy then goes straight in with the whole, well, if you have to kill him, would you? Thalia's <laughs> like, I'll do what I have to, vague, Yeah. but also I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do think Percy didn't go about, I mean, he's trying. He's doing some, sometimes he does really well with his emotional intelligence and other times he, he comes into the car and says, hey. Stumbles um, through, yeah. So I've just found out that you like had had feelings for Luke that were like so strong that you didn't join the hunters because you would mm. have had to have left him. Whether that's any like in any shape or form, whether it's like in a lovey way or in like a yeah, this is my brother sort of way, whatever. But like, would you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, because he's pretty bad now, and she's like, go away. Yeah, Thali then also bites back and says that Annabeth wanted to join the hunters too, yeah. and maybe he should think about why. Ooh. But it's interesting, kind of what you've just pointed out that. How there's almost a parallel there yeah. with Thalia and Luke and Percy and Annabeth. Mm. The homeless guy pops up again. Yay! <laughs> and tells Percy not to be afraid of dreams. He says, if it weren't for dreams, I wouldn't know half the things I know about the future. 
Oh, right. He then does a bad haiku saying that dreams are like a podcast. <laughs> Downloading stuff in its ears. Percy immediately therefore works out it's Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> but, Debunked. very important, he wants Percy to call him Fred. Yes, yeah, so Zeus doesn't know. Yeah. Fred. <laughs> Zeus won't. He won't no. know. He's got um, a fake beard on and a fake name, so yeah. like it's, it's, it's just it's just Fred. It's homeless Fred. Yeah. Uh, because he shouldn't be helping them. But he doesn't know where Artemis is. She's clouded from him, as is Annabeth. Mm. Percy asks if he knows about the monster. No to that too. He's not very helpful, to be well, honest. I mean, he's 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 good with them trains. A train. Yeah, yeah. That's what he does really. <laughs> he suggests they seek out Nereus, the old man of the sea. Hmm. If they don't know what the monster is by the yes. time they get to San Fran. I don't know who that is. No, I think he's just he's just like a mythological fi- oracle figure. Okay. He can't explain the prophecy either. Apollo, well, Apollo doesn't really know very much. No, but you can't... That's like... You yeah, can't explain... No, it's, a pro- it's like asking an artist to explain their art. It takes oh, the whole meaning is, out of this it. This is what he says. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I've read this book too many times. <laughs> But it's just funny that Percy keeps asking. Apollo's like, I'm here to help, but don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Percy's like, oh my God, that's great. And asks him like five things in a row. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't really know. I can't yeah. help you with that. <laughs> but you're on a train. <laughs> yeah, that, that was all I was doing. So Apollo says he expects a good haiku about their journey when they return. And then kind of makes Percy fall asleep with magic. Yeah. And Percy dreams that he's wearing old Greek clothes, the lion skin, as being pulled along by a girl. This is an interesting Oh, I love the dream. I've got the dream and then like three heart eye emojis. <laughs> I love it. The girl says, hurry, he will find us. They're in a garden. Yeah. She says he should be afraid. Long, dark hair braided down her back. This is the description of her. Percy feels strong. His voice is deep and confident. There's no need to run, he says. I've bested a thousand monsters with my bare hands. And she's like, not this one. Laden is too strong and you must go around. No idea what this is. Up the mountain to my father, it is the only way. He says, I don't trust your father. And she says, you should not. You will have to trick him, but you cannot take the prize directly. You will die. Then why don't you help me, pretty one, he says. Smooth. She says, I am afraid. Laden will stop me. My sisters, if they found out, would disown me. She then plucks a white brooch from her hair and gives it to him, saying, her mother, Pleony. Do we know who Pleony is? A daughter of the ocean. Made it. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. That's what he ocean. describes her as. Yeah. And the ocean's power, her immortal power, was within it. Mm. A hairpin then turns into a sword, a very familiar yeah. looking bronze sword. Well balanced. Percy's like, what should I name this blade? And the girl says, Anaclasmus, the current that takes one by surprise. And before you know it, you have been swept out to sea. So poetic. And then they hear a hiss. And she says, too late, he's here. And Percy wakes up. Mm. And the train stopped, and they're in some mountains. And Percy is sure that the girl in the dream was Zoe. Mm-hmm. So, oh. let's let's discuss. Dissect the dream. What? So this is obviously like a long time ago. Right. It's my first clue. And the do clue... you want me to like say yes? Because I obviously uh, know what the dream is. So yeah, me I mean, to... well, I don't know. You use your judgment. So my gut is it's a long time ago because they're wearing old Greek clothes, mm-hmm. right? And the lion skin. If I read it right, is like literally like the lion's coat more than like a coat like Percy wears it now. Yep. Hasn't like transformed. Correct. So 
my first uh, also Percy is someone else in this dream. Yeah. He is like he's strong embodying. and his voice is broken. My first thought is that maybe Percy is Heracles mm-hmm. himself in the dream. And so this is Zoe, long, long time ago, because she's ancient and immortal. Yeah. Up the mountain to my father's an interesting thing. Yeah. What's that? I mean, I know of one guy that lives up a mountain who is not meant to have children, but this is probably before said pact was made. Um, Who's that then? Big Daddy Z. Big Daddy Z. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming that the, they're being chased, or but this monster that they're talking about is going to be the same monster that's now coming back that they're all worried about. I feel like it's going to tie in like that. Okay. Uh, Layden, who I assume is the monster, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the general. Maybe that's... I don't know who that is that's interesting Pliony I was hoping would be more of a clue than it is um, it's not a name I recognise from Greek myth but me neither it's also fun to see a kind of origin story mm-hmm. for the sword sort of although obviously she's got it from her mother her mom, yeah. so. but I suppose that explains the kind of relationship between Zoe and Percy a bit now that mm-hmm. she's seen him with the sword there's obviously some like tension there there is some there is some something tied to that yeah not least the name you know, she's giving it to whoever Percy is in the dream. And she says, call it Anachlismus Riptide. Mm. The current that takes one by surprise and before you know it, you've been swept out to sea. Yeah, well, that's what a Riptide is, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, but that's what's happened to her. Like, emotionally. This is why she calls it... The book says that she says this sadly. Like, because she's thinking about herself. Oh. She's been swept along by a current that's taken her by surprise out to sea. So this is like some whirlwind love story. It's then. a metaphor for her feelings. Right. And I assume she's already a hunter at this point. Ooh. Oh, you don't think so. Just there's this line, Laden will stop me. My sisters, if they found out, would disown me. Mm-hmm. Right. Which makes me think uh, of the hunters. And yes. if this is like some secret love story. Yes. That she's been swept up by some boy. Be that Hercules or someone else. I understand. That's just, yeah, that's the other thing I read. This is very interesting. Anyway, that's, yeah, and those are all my notes for chapter 11. Yeah, me too. Anything else on the dream? I'm not going to tell you anything on the dream because you find out, and I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But um, you've made some very interesting points. Cool. Chapter 12? Chapter 12 is called I Go Snowboarding with a Pig. Of course. And my summary is Percy and Bianca have a sweet moment, only to be interrupted by Grover collapsing. What an attention seeker. Classic. And the undead arriving. The Wild sends a massive angry gift, which saves the gang before trying to kill them. <laughs> so my general theme for this section of chapters is Grover collapsing. Yeah. He seems to do it several times. Yeah, he does actually <laughs> in the next like one as thing. well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a well, bit of an attention seeker. Life is a bit much for poor little Grover. He's yeah, just a, he's he's just a goat. goat boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my notes. Um, chapter 12. So they're in Cloudcroft, New Sounds Mexico. Sounds like a sort of sci-fi name. I don't know, but New Mexico's real. It's, <laughs> it's cold, which is, I want to say, unusual for New Mexico. I don't really know. They're in some mountains, though, yeah. so maybe that's... I don't know. Winter solstice is on Friday. Yeah. It's quite soon. Yeah. Flashbacks to uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning thing, Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, oh, God, the solstice is approaching. This is our deadline. So is the solstice. Percy's worried about the general's talk of a sacrifice. Yes. And there's this sort of insinuation that this might be a deadline to save Annabeth. Yeah, four days till she dies, basically. There's no easy way out of this town without a car. Great. So, yeah, like you say, they all kind of split up. Percy ends up alone with Bianca. And he 
engages in some small talk. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. No. He, I mean, he's, he's like, bought, how do you talk to women? <laughs> he's bought a little rubber rat from the town yes. store. Has he done that already? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that's what P- Bianca uses as an icebreaker because Percy's like, I don't know what to say. And he leaves it outside and he's like, this might help them with business. Yeah, I don't know Very why. Strange. It's just a sample of a product. Yeah. <laughs> he asks her how she feels about being a hunter. She says she feels calmer and everything seems to have slowed down around her. And Percy, like at this point, actually thinks about how she'll probably still look the same in a thousand years. Yeah, and a bit weird. thinks about that for a minute. She wants assurance that Nico's going to be all right. Yeah. And tells Percy that Annabeth is lucky to have him and not to blame himself. Mm. She's quite nice. She's very sweet to yeah. Percy. Because she also then says, if I hadn't met you, I wouldn't have felt okay about leaving yes. Nico at camp. I figured if there were people like you there, Nico would be fine. Yeah, isn't that sweet? It's very sweet. Because uh, apparently Nico didn't understand her. Yeah. And Percy's like, oh, camp is good. Percy quite likes Bianca and mm. finds her easier to talk to than Zoe. And Dahlia. <laughs> well, yeah. He asks her about DC and her kind of past. And she yeah. mentions a boarding school, but she can't really remember. And they were told their parents were dead and a lawyer would come by every now and then to check on them. And this was all just giving me very big, a series of unfortunate events vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, actually. Um, yeah. Oh my god, it really children. is. <laughs> Strange. They got taken to a hotel somewhere and they stayed there and then like a different lawyer came and took them to Westover, which was the school yeah. Percy went and got them from. Weird. She's been raising Nico pretty much her whole life and Percy thinks a bit about Tyson yeah, last year I've and how he felt there and he thinks he can kind of relate to that. It's, oh. not, it's not very similar, yeah. is it? Percy having Tyson as a brother to look out for on a quest on half a quest, doesn't compare to raising your brother for 10 years. He's like, yeah, I know what that's like. (laughs) Oh, I too have a younger brother (laughs) who I have raised. (laughs) Percy then accidentally confesses to eavesdropping on her and Zoe. And then tries to backpedal quickly, but then luckily the others turn up to sort of save him. Yeah, and Bianca doesn't mention anything because she's too nice. Kind of mad. Zoe wants to do the tracking spell again. But I get the... I could have been wrong about this. My initial vibe from the reaction to this was that maybe Grover ate the acorns that he needed to, <laughs> to, maybe. Uh, to do it. And then a warm breeze blows through and Percy thinks he can hear a voice warning. And then, this bit's cool, the birds pictured on Grover's coffee cup and Percy's rubber rat both like come to life mm. and like, fly and scarper off. And then Grover collapses. Yeah. So they all kind of get to the edge of town. I guess they drag Grover or carry him or something. Yeah. And They're always s- doing that. Grover's ske- main method yeah. of transport is being dragged or carried. Yeah. Poor boy. <laughs> two skeleton zombie things turn up wearing police uniforms and draw guns. Wonderful. Not great. Well, they've bought... You I know, was like, oh, okay. We're in the real world now, It's not guys. real. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> Failure gets Aegis, her shield out, and it doesn't even make them flinch. And then two more turn up. Well, if you did, I don't think you'd be worried about being turned to stone. No, I guess not. Uh, one of them seems to speak into a phone. Just funny, just making noises, but they're all like just chatting on the phone, uh, but alerting the others. So they're all going to come. And then Grover starts like having, uh, I don't know, speaking in tongues. And then he says, it's near the gift from the wild. Mm. Meaningless to the group. So they yeah. decide to fight the four skeletons one on one. There's four of them, four of the. Percy manages to deflect a bullet with Riptide. This is a very like Matrix I know, moment. Imagine. Time slows down. He's like, Whoosh. he Don't fights two of them. So immediately breaking the plan. He just cannot, he, he cannot <laughs> take an instruction. No. One of them shoots him in the back. 
but the lion's coat saves him. Hooray! And then there's a crashing sound in the forest nearby. Percy's not having a lot of luck with the zombies. Every time he destroys one of them, they just reform themselves. Yeah. But Bianca manages to stab one, and it like bursts into flames. Yeah, and what's crumbles. that about? And well, I don't know. And she doesn't know how she did it, and can't repeat it. Could be like where she stabbed it. There's yeah. Nothing, well, they talk about this in the next chapter. There's Interesting nothing special though. About her knife. It's a strange one. Yeah. Grover mentions the gift again, and then a huge wild boar comes out of the forest, yeets the skeletons away. (laughs) It's Um, like, this is my party now. Yeah, everyone's like, what is... Zoe says it's the Aramanthian boar, which is another... There's lots of Hercules things in this story, aren't there? Well, there's so many. It's it's like last time it was the Odyssey. Yeah, this is like what this this one's on. It's sort of based on the Ten Labours, I suppose. Uh, Grover says it's a blessing from the wild. It is. And then they find out it wants to kill them too. Well, and Grover's not? like, of course, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Bianca's like, so how is this a blessing? <laughs> <laughs> Percy tries to remember the myth of Hercules fighting it. And at this point, we've switched. I feel like we've switched like twice now from Hercules to Heracles and back again in the course of these books. Maybe. Is it just that we can't decide? Well, the the same different person. printings or like... It's just... Because on the audiobook it's still... Heracles is the Greek spelling and mm. hercules is the roman spelling right but they're the same person same myth same story it's i just, just feel like in sea of monsters it was heracles yeah and the other two was hercules possibly i think i can't remember it's just an interesting observation anyway aegis makes the boar angry and it charges percy and thalia and kind of chases them down a railway line they run into a tunnel and onto the edge of a bridge and this is when we find out, well, Thalia just freaks out. And mm-hmm. I was, so I was like, oh, she's got a fear of heights or something. Oh, you got it straight away. Yeah. Percy knocks Thalia over the edge and they slide down a mountain. <laughs> One way to solve it. Yeah. The boar kind of keeps running on the bridge and breaks the bridge and falls down into the gorge. Yeah. And gets like wedged in some rocks, I think. But it's not, it's not hurt. No, it's just sort of in the snow. Yeah. And Thalia's got pine needles in her hair, which I think is beautifully ironic. Because of Zeus... Am I close? Yes. Warmer pine needles. Yeah. What did she used to be? Oh, she used to be a tree. <laughs> <laughs> she used to be no. It, she used to be a pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And even clock that. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh, savage. Even funnier. Tree girl. Thalia, daughter of Zeus, lord of the sky, is, is afraid of yeah, heights. Afraid of <laughs> yeah, and this, we don't really dwell on this. Poor Thalia. What? Wh- why? How does that even work? I don't know. Fear. Fears are irrational, aren't they? Like. I guess so. I knew a girl once who was um, had a phobia of men with bald heads. And there wasn't a reason, as okay. far as I knew. Okay. Anyway, Percy clocks that the fear of heights is why she freaked out on the bus. Percy does this thing again where he's like, oh my God, you're afraid of heights, aren't you? That must be so embarrassing for you as yeah, the son of just... Zeus, child of Zeus. And, oh, remember when you freaked out on the bus mm-hmm. and you weren't having a good time? That's because of that as well, isn't it? I'm so clever. I've worked this out. And this is why you're strange. And anyway... <laughs> Probably enough. Like, yeah, thanks a lot, Percy. Thalia oh, doesn't like this you very much. Have had all these thoughts in your head. <laughs> so she gets pretty mad at him and doesn't want Percy to tell anyone. Well, it's a good job Percy about it. isn't afraid of swimming or... It's a good job he doesn't have a big mouth. Hmm. Anyway, Zoe wants to use the pig. Thalia's not sure because she just likes to antagonise Zoe. <laughs> Grover says it's their ride west because it's really fast. I was just like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this to go in this direction. Grover says he wishes he had more time to look around, but it's gone now, and then doesn't expand. He's too he's he's well into his own head at the moment. Grover he's had a he has had a proper spiritual experience. 
he starts floating an apple in front of the boar. <laughs> this is their way of steering it. It's like a pig and a carrot on yeah. a stick, basically. <laughs> Zoe says she knows about the wild blessing and was like, did you not feel it in the wind? And I never thought I would sense that presence again. Percy's like, what presence? She's like, the Lord of the Wild, of course. And so we think this is Pan. Pan. Maybe was nearby or yeah. sent them a blessing. The boar is a gift something from the Something to do with the, the coffee. Wind. Something to Make do with New Mexico. come to life. Something to do with the rubber rats. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah, some, what's strange, Very isn't it? Very interesting. Maybe he was closer to home than we thought. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't in the sea after all, Grover. Anyway. Anyway. That's what my next chapter 12. Me too. You got anything else? No, that's it. Chapter 13? Chapter 13 is a long chapter. I know. Longest chapter in the book. It's exciting though. What's chapter 13 called? Chapter 13 is called We Visit the Junkyard of the Gods. And my chapter summary is The gang ride the board to the desert, then have a quick campfire debrief and discover a shared hotel stay with Bianca before a couple of gods turn up to talk to Percy about his crush. We take a walk through the junkyard of cool toys. Grover antagonises a pair of fake feet. The feet get mad and bring their body to the fight. <laughs> One is lost in the land without rain. Yeah. I must say, I, I spotted that coming early. Did you? Well, well I'll show you in my okay. notes, but I'm, I'm quite proud of it. Okay. They ride the boar all day. And they... This is my, it's my third note. Uh, they end up at a, a creek, like a creek bed mm-hmm. in the desert. Yep. And then I put, one should be lost in the land without rain. Oh, well done. Eyes you emoji. You did spot that early. They're did in... you think it would be I'm any not of them in still particular? Com- I'm, we'll talk about it at the end. I'm oh, still not okay. convinced it's happened necessarily. Okay. They're in Arizona. Fine. Arizona yep. desert, I guess. And they come across a massive junkyard. Hmm. Grover floats his acorns. So either he's got some new ones or he didn't eat them. I don't think he ate them. <laughs> and he's like, that's us. And Percy's like, oh, which one is me? And Zoe says, the little deformed one. Thanks, Zoe. Said that weird. The little <laughs> deformed. <laughs> I liked it. Just leave it. It's good. Okay. The little deformed one. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was like, I feel like she says it as like a question, but like a teaser. <laughs> and then I didn't do that. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So they camp for the night and decide to look at the junkyard in the morning good move yeah. the hunters have a mary poppins bag yeah it's kind of a throwaway moment but yeah no, no, they've, they've got, got everything they they've need got magic pockets zoe and thalia bicker about i don't know something new now oh yeah the whole you versus thou thing <laughs> zoe says i hate this language it changes too often yeah uh, yes yeah, i've written down um Thalia zaps a fire, first of all, which is awesome. And then they have yeah. a quick chat about the stars and how they could see so many. And Zoe's talking about light yeah. pollution. She gets a bit deep. Thalia's like, your grammar is wrong. Yeah. Speak better. Yeah. God. And she's like, but how do you know if you're, it's the start of the sentence or the end of the sentence? So, I don't know. Did you, when did you start speaking? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they have a little debrief, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Grover insists Pan sent them help. Yeah. And that he's going to go back to New Mexico and just start drinking loads of coffee after the quest because he's sure this is the secret. Well, it's he's he said he it's like, the best maybe lead it was the they've coffee. had. It's obviously not the coffee, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's the best lead they've had in two thousand years. Well, yeah, I can see it. him going back to New Mexico where they were, but I'm not sure just like standing around drinking coffee <laughs> is going to be the answer. I think it's the fact they're in danger as well. Anyway, Bianca yeah. still doesn't know how she killed the zombie. Zoe wants them to hitchhike to Las Vegas. Oh, this is interesting. Zoe wants them to hitchhike to Las Vegas. Bianca is immediately freaked out by this and says no. Yeah. And Percy's like, yeah, no, I'm not that keen because we went to Las Vegas that one time and it wasn't great because we went to that 
Oh, a hotel. A Bianca and Nico stayed yeah, in Bianca a hotel. Yeah, Bianca she thinks her and Nico stayed there for a while while they were travelling. Yeah. And I was a bit like, what on earth is going on with their past? And the book immediately answered me, which was nice. <laughs> Percy suddenly gets a thought that they might have stayed in the Lotus Hotel. Bianca's like, how did you know? Oh, God. Oh, no. How old are they? Oh, gosh. Well, no, I, would, I didn't expect this to come because I didn't think we'd have such an immediate callback yeah. to something that had come before. But, yeah, I was like, okay, what? what? I'm not quite sure what bearing this is mm-hmm. going to have on the story, but it is a weird <laughs> thing. So excited. So Zoe asks, well, yeah, how long were they there is the question, right? Because yeah. Bianca doesn't really want to talk about it. Uh, she's obviously traumatised by it, or maybe it just shook them up a lot. Zoe asks who the president is, and she gets it right. And then she's like, okay, who was the last one? And she says, Roosevelt. And when pressed, she means Franklin, FDR. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, even when these books came out, Zoe says it was about 70 years ago. Percy wants to know who this man is that came and got them out, and so do I. I want to know what on earth's going on here. Yeah. What is, how has this all happened? Sadia gets a sad look in her eyes because yeah. she knows what it's like to be put out of time and then come back and not know oh, how long... Oh, is it Thalia that has the sad look? I thought yeah. it was Zoe. No, it's Zoe. It says Sadia's eyes turn sad. I guess she knew what it was like to get pulled out of time for a while. It's funny because pretty much like all of our characters apart from Percy have had this kind of experience in some way or another. Percy kind of has as well because he was in there for... Yeah. a few days but we have a lot of characters that are like Out displaced place. by time or mm. immortal or like have been around for a long yeah, it's mythology yeah I guess so it's it's interesting though it's really fun it's a theme yeah so who is it that came and got them out anyway before we can kind of delve more into that some headlights blind them and a white limousine drives up immediately as soon as it was like headlights I was like this is Aries mm, how did you know <laughs> this is just like a textbook isn't oh. it he turns up on like a in a car or like a motorbike and it'll be coming down some barren road in the desert and i'm like okay who else is this gonna be (laughs) who Um, else has got nothing better to do with this time than antagonize a couple of kids trying to save the world (laughs) a sword suddenly appears at percy's throat confirmation it's aries yeah he says there's a friendly meeting whilst holding the sword to percy's throat (laughs) yeah Yeah, he looks at thalia then and says well well i heard you were back aries hints there's a woman in the car but says he doubts she'd want to meet them. Mm. Especially not Zoe and Bianca. Yeah. So Aries opens up the taco shop, which was over the road, boarded <laughs> up. Since the other's there, she's like, go get some food, children. Yeah. And uh, so that he can be alone with Percy. He tells Percy to get in the car and mind his manners. Mm. He gets in and there's a beautiful woman there. He loses his mind, doesn't he? In a red satin dress. Yeah. The most beautiful woman. And the book keeps going like, oh, try and imagine the most beautiful person and times it by 10. And interestingly, this is one of those moments where it's tried to reframe the writing device the whole thing's in, which is like, this is all written by Percy in the future, looking back. Because it's like, I can't even remember now Oh yeah. what <laughs> she looks like. But I did think it was interesting when that when Percy's thinking of beautiful people to compare her to mm. and what she looks like, the first person she meant he mentions is Annabeth. Yeah. Anyway, it's Aphrodite. Interesting. She asks him why he's on this quest. And he's like, oh, well, we have to rescue Artemis. And she rolls her eyes and is like, boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the goss. And they say... They should at least kidnap someone beautiful. Breathtakingly Savage. beautiful. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Percy's I... like, yeah, but she was chasing a monster, a really dangerous one. And Aphrodite's like, ugh, 
I don't care. Yeah. Percy eventually confesses Annabeth is in trouble and that he's been having these dreams. And she's like, oh, you even dream about her. Yeah. That's so cute. Percy's like, no, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aphrodite says that's the reason. She's the reason he's here. She's been pulling some strings. Yeah. The poison t-shirt, blackjack. She's like set yeah. it all up. That's the reason Percy's ended up on the mission. She's kind of weird. It is a bit weird. It's a bit controlling and like strange because it certainly appeared like Percy had free agency and there was this whole thing yeah. of like, oh, one of them's going to go down. Like maybe there'll be a way in or like Percy was going to go on his own quest anyway to save Annabeth. And it's weird that yeah. maybe he hasn't actually been... <sighs> hasn't actually had as much free will I guess that raises the question in terms of mythology and legends and stuff especially with like gods and goddesses Mm. how much is predetermined you know with the fates and destiny and the gods and they have a hand in everything they can do whatever they like they're all powerful like why would they not pull the strings yeah this is definitely a theme just to like skip forward a tiny bit. Aphrodite says it's been ages since we've had a good tragic love story mm. and Percy compares it or both of them compare it to the Trojan War. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because that's such a big theme in the Trojan War is like the gods are pulling the strings in the lives of humans and you know humans have such teeny weeny little lives compared to the gods but the gods are just like oh we're bored we want some entertainment this is so fun you know we've hedged some bets and we've picked sides and they're not, they're not you're good, gonna die you're like generations of you are gonna die but because we're bored and we want some fun it's interesting as well as like a running theme of this book like for all that they are not meant to intervene and yeah. they're meant to let the heroes like do these quests on their mm-hmm. own they're only allowed to kind of help from the sidelines in the space of what two chapters mm-hmm. we've had two gods turn up being like Oh, yeah, I'm just getting a bit involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend I'm not here, but, um, like, I am. Yeah. Aphrodite says that this is all actually a quest for true love. Aww. And that's much more important than saving Artemis for the hunters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? She's like, it's so romantic. And Percy's like, ah! She says that the hunters are actually his enemies, and he should <laughs> forget them and the monster and focus on Annabeth. She says... Like you said, it's been ages since we've had a good tragic love story. And I was like, tragic? (laughs) So Percy's like, tragic? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry? And then, yeah, she compares it to the Trojan War, like you said, which is, Percy's like, didn't, like, thousands of people die because of that? She's like, that's not the point. She says he should follow his heart. Yeah. (laughs) Aphrodite's funny. Yeah. And then she said, don't worry, I'm not going to let this be easy and boring for you. No, no. I have some wonderful surprises in store. Like exactly what you don't want to hear a god say. No, especially about your love life. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Didn't even think of that. She tells Percy to be careful in her husband's territory, I, I guess the junkyard. He's oddly fussy about his trinkets and trash. So there's their clear warning yeah. if they needed it. Uh, then Ares pulls him out of the car. And he says to be grateful that they're being so nice. Yeah. And Percy sees Ares and is like, all right. I've got beef with you. Don't let's, think I've forgotten. Let's go. Let's let's I... take, let's do a few rounds right here. <laughs> yeah. I'll take you right now. Ares says, I'd love to kill you, but I've got a situation. Word on Olympus is, you might start the biggest war in history. And I can't risk messing that up. Yeah. God of War, I guess. But interesting. Little mm. reminder of the prophecy and like the stakes at hand here. Yeah. And then he reminds Percy about the curse he said about his sword and how one day he'd raise it. And then the limousine's gone. And yeah. they're all suddenly in the middle of the junkyard. Yeah, his friends are back. Yeah. And they're all like, what was that about? And he's like, oh, well, Aphrodite was there and she said not to mess with the junkyard. And Grover's like, mmm. Yeah, well, and so he's like, mmm. 
looking suspicious, but he doesn't tell them about the Annabeth thing. Grover especially is looking at him funny because he yeah, can read Grover his can read emotion. Well, Percy's what we don't well, know. Yeah, this is what right. Percy's Percy assuming. is worried that Grover can tell what's going yeah. on. Zoe says to be careful though. She says Aphrodite has led lots of heroes astray. Dahlia says because Zoe does have the benefit of uh, experience yes. and years of history so and Thalia agrees like, which is weird yes <laughs> first time ever there's a sign there yeah. if ever you want one percy thinks grover can tell what's up so they they reach the crest of a junk mountain mm-hmm. grover picks up the gold crown and starts eating it oh can you believe that aphrodite is literally like don't take anything and grover's like what this crown chomp chomp well apparently what? that's fine as long as it, as long as you eat it inside the junk <laughs> yeah. seems yeah. to be the rule i do think that's a bit weird but whatever um, Bianca spots a hunter's bow and picks it up and it shrinks into a hair clip, which is like just like uh, an Aquismus, right? Just yep. like Riptide does. So he tells her to leave it. Anything in the junkyard must stay here. It's all defective or cursed. Yes, and I think this is a little bit before, but Zoe can tell which way they're meant to go because Versa Major. Yes, she looks up. She's like, that way's west. Yeah. Let's go. And it's interesting because Percy's all like, oh, you act like it was real. And then Zoe says, oh, it was a worthy opponent. And then but the myth not addressed again. is a bit weird because the myth actually is well the myth that i know is that there was a nymph called callisto who zeus assaulted Mm. and when she became pregnant oh sorry callisto was a hunter when callisto became pregnant artemis banished her because she'd had relations with a man obviously because she was pregnant even if it wasn't consensual which is a bit rubbish and then she gives birth to a boy called arcus and because of the son hera is obviously very pissed off so she turns Callisto into a bear and then when Arcus is grown up he comes across his mother in bear form and tries to kill her because he doesn't recognise her and Zeus can't stand it so he turns them both into constellations. Right. And so Ursa Major is meant to be Callisto, the nymph. Ursa Minor, oh I see. And it could be Ursa Minor or it could be Booties, I I don't know how you pronounce it but it's spelled B-O-O-T-E-S and it's a constellation right next to it and it's sort of shaped like a herdsman or... Interesting. But yeah, it's, uh, there must be another version of the myth where the hunters hunt the bear because I didn't read a myth that said that. There was a myth that Artemis turned Callisto into the bear rather than Hera, but like I don't, I don't see how that makes it relevant for what Zoe said about it being a worthy opponent. Anyway, it doesn't really it's, matter. It's a complete throwaway comment, I think. It's just like world building, really, isn't it? Just keep, There's all these like constant reminders that Zoe's been around a while. Yeah. So, so they're finding they the are like stuff. wandering west in the junkyard they pick up some junk here and there and they finally get to the edge between them and the road there's this huge metal hill and they see these large like metal toes mm. sticking out of it and Grover like just picks up some scrap metal and just like throws it at them and what are you doing yeah, so, so he's like why he's like I don't like fake feet this is just such a strange bit Thalia says they should go around not over it's giving me like finding Nemo vibes yes. in the trench yes <laughs> <laughs> And so they do, and and they do. They get all the way round, they get to the highway, and they think they're out and home dry. But just then, the scrap mountain starts to stand up, revealing a bronze giant. Oh, boy. My first thought was, like, I was thinking about the, like, Colossus at Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But cool idea. But Zoe's like, Taylor's didn't mean anything to me. But anyway, it's one of her Festus's creations. But we're not sure if this is the actual one. This might be a prototype. It's because too it's small to be the original. Too small. Anyway, he doesn't like being called small. Or defective. No. And draws a 100-foot sword. Zoe says someone took something oh from the junkyard. Boy. Must have been. And this is like the security, right? And she looks straight at Percy. Like yeah, Percy's like, don't look at me. Percy thinks maybe it's Bianca. Maybe it was that 
bow. Yeah. And they split up and try fighting it, just like they did with the with where everything so yeah. far, the lion. <laughs> this is, seems to be their if it go to. Let's not work it. together. Like, <laughs> I think this is a very good tactic. And worked with the lion. Bianca ends up with Percy. Yeah. He's like, give back whatever you took. At which point Grover Black plays some music on his pipes and an electricity line flies at the statue and zaps it. Yeah. So this is cool. Yeah. Grover's levelling up for yeah. sure. He's getting some new cool spells. We find out it was Bianca. But it wasn't the bow. She stole a little god like myth and magic statue mm. for Nico because it was the only one he doesn't have. Oh, very sweet. Doesn't it break like, your heart? Oh, gosh. It's, it's a bit complicated this now, isn't it? Thalia zaps the thing with lightning too. This poor, this poor statue iron guy is getting a beating. Yeah. Percy spots a hole in his foot that says, for maintenance only. <laughs> Percy wants to try and get inside. He's like, I'll just have to time it right. But Bianca's like, no, she'll go. It's her fault. Yeah, but she should be the one. And Percy kind of tries to talk her out. Yeah, of it he's like, "You're new bit. and you're gonna die." And she was like, "Already gone." She was like, "Give this to Nico. Tell him I'm sorry yeah. if something happens." And then she leaves. Gives such to Percy. It's like, if anything happens, give that to Nico. It's a bit like, mm, this is ominous. I feel like he tried, and he was probably a little bit startled and mm. could have reacted better. But in the moment, she was more resolute than he was. And she was gone. And then this doesn't. This whole bit doesn't actually go the way I kind of expected it to. But they try and distract it, and they're trying to get it to like lift its foot up so mm-hmm. that she can get inside, right? So they just, Percy stabs its toe, which works. Yeah. Uh, it lifts its foot up to squash him. Percy just about gets out of the way. Grover does another telegraph pole thing yeah. into it, and then just collapses. He's again. used all of his juice up yeah. now. <laughs> the monster's about to smash Grover, and then starts punching himself in the face. Yeah. Funny. And Percy's like, yeah, Bianca! I like to think Bianca's inside being like, why are you hitting yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, she's in the, in the monster, she's inside the monster. Yeah, and then she's like, how will Bianca get out? And then the giant's ankle like catches a power line and the whole thing gets electrified and then it just starts falling apart. Mm. And then they search around the remains of the thing for Bianca. There's no sign of her at all. She's gone. And Zoe starts weeping. Yeah. Yeah, and Thalia just starts smashing things. It happened just as it was supposed to. It's like, oh, you're awake, are you? Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess they're all having like different stages of grief, right? Like we've got um, (laughs) comfort eating. Grover's straight onto the acceptance. Yeah. Percy's denial. Thalia's uh, anger, and Zoe is like despair. Yeah, one should be lost in the land without rain. Grover says and I was a bit confused I was like well how can she be gone like where is she there's no body like there's no good question so I mean if anything that gives me a bit of a hope that she's alright actually yeah she's just got I assume Hephaestus like just picked her up or something <laughs> and was like you and me need to talk maybe <laughs> get out my junkyard yeah <laughs> or I, d- I don't know mm. or is she like a monster now because she's a hunter oh what she can be reborn she's, like, sort of she poofed into dust or something I rather don't know. than or, yeah, it's strange. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some answers, but I have more questions than answers now. Interesting. And I'm still not really sure. I mean, they're going to, they're heading for sort of San Francisco. Yeah, even yeah though because they can't really Apollo, go told, there. Apollo told them to seek out Nereus, Nereus mm. so that he can tell them what the monster is. And that's also where they think it's all happening anyway. Right. So they're just sort of heading west. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't really know where we're going to go from here. It's I'm I'm ready for it to like start giving me some answers. I it, this think. one, it, to be fair, as I'm reading it through, I'm like, oh, this one is a it's a slow burn with lots of irritating little mm. pieces of information. It's so satisfying when you get all the answers, and obviously, 
I know them all, so reading it back, I'm just having a great time. But I can imagine for you, it's quite like ah. Yeah, I'm just like ready for. I'm like trying to piece together this story and like act There's in a, a like a traditional sense, and it's just not no. really. But there's it's... a lot of things that you don't know yet. Yeah, I, I, I that feel you've like been teased about that's the case for a long time. But we're also quite near to the end of the yeah, book. Yeah, you'll now. get some answers um, soon. I, I mean, I think we've got. We're going to do two more episodes on this book, and then it'll be done. Yeah. So. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to find out some answers. Gosh, we are racing through this series. We're nearly finished book three. Yeah. I'm so excited. And then, yeah, maybe I'll get a better picture of it. I, I guess Sea of Monsters had had kind of the same thing. It had an overarching plot and, like, yeah. we were starting to piece together things about the whole Luke thing. But also they're kind of all their little mini adventures felt a bit more like self-contained, fun stories of their own. Mm-hmm. Whilst this is all serving something bigger, which is nice. Yeah. But it's also, I'm just a bit like, what's going to happen now? I don't... Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of the point of the story, I suppose. Mm. Cool. Do you have anything else? No, that's literally... Well, I've just written, Grover remembers one shall be lost in a land without rain. Yeah. Here we were in the desert and Bianca D'Angelo was gone. Yeah, there we go. That's one less to worry about, I guess. <laughs> next time we're covering chapters 14, 15 and 16. Just about to ask. 14, 15, so the next three chapters. Yeah. Cool, and then I assume we'll do the rest of the and book we'll and the following the one. Yeah. How exciting! Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us on our bookish odyssey. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, wherever you're listening to it, because it does really help us try and reach a new audience, build up this community. Also, we would love to hear from you. How can they get in touch with us, Beth? You can email us at percyandbeyond.gmail.com or you can follow and message us on Instagram. It's at percyandbeyond. We post little updates about when we've got new episodes up. We post little funny sketches when we've got some. And I am having a really nice time chatting to everybody on there about the show when it was on and the book now because yeah we love it send Beth some messages she's really enjoying oh, I really do getting in it. with the little Percy Jackson community it's um, so fun it's nice yeah it's nice building a little community and all sharing a love for this thing yeah. it's, I think it's really fun we got a really nice email I know I talked about it last week but the, the point of the email was that like someone loved the books and, and didn't have or had been looking for a podcast to listen to and it's really nice to share the love for it and I feel like that's a really really nice thing to hear I think it would be really interesting and maybe you guys can message us and let, let us know what you think about this. But I'm wondering about setting up a platform that's a bit more of a community. Like a Discord space, or something. Like a Discord or a subreddit or, or a Facebook group, something something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I was wondering about a Discord. So let's let's have a think about that and let us know if you have any thoughts in or the ways we down. described. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for your ears. And we will see you next week. We will see you next week. Until then... Be a tree girl. Be a tree girl. Thank you so much. With Bye. pine needles in your hair. Oh, God. Poor Thalia. <laughs> Bye. Bye.